This podcast is part of the Acast Creative Network. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. This special Premier League preview episode of The Stand is brought to you by now. With the end of a great World Cup, really, but certainly, I think, one of the greatest World Cup finals that we've ever seen. The players have to come back and get back to their clubs. It's a remarkable and difficult thing to do. They haven't had much time. There were 133 players from the Premier League in Qatar. And this episode of The Stand is brought to you by Now. Now is a brilliant idea. They stream the Premier League. You can buy one match for eleven ninety nine for a day membership. And if there's two or three of your mates, really, it costs very little money. And it's a great way to watch the Premier League. Now, we'll all be watching the Premier League, of course, because it's back in a big way in a few days' time. And we don't really know the effects it will have on the 133 players who were at the World Cup. But we know that they're not always positive. For example, Gabriel Jesus, who's done so well since he's moved to Arsenal, he is likely to be out until February with a knee injury. To discuss all of this, I'm joined now by John Giles and Liam Brady to finish off our World Cup uh, coverage. John, players coming back to play in the Premier League now, there were 133 Premier League players at the tournament. Manchester City had 16. Arsenal had, I think, 11 or 10, actually. Spurs had 11. Chelsea, 12. Manchester United, 13 players. And they have a game tonight uh, in the Carabao Cup. If you go, John, and you take a chunk of five weeks, which is what the players have been with their national sides for, and you're at a World Cup, even if you're not playing, if you're not playing, it presents fitness problems, doesn't it? And if you're playing, it's not an easy transition back to your club and straight back into football. No, it's it's it's, it's terrible, Eamon, you know, yeah. the, because it, you find that lads come back. They don't, I think it catches up with you, Eamon. Yes. You know, I think they'd be okay for a little while, but once they get into a few matches and then they're back into it again, training and the, the big matches they have, uh, I think it's it's inevitable that they'll catch up with some of these players. I mean, that's why you have a rest in the summer. I mean, you know, exactly. when you played all 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 season and playing a lot of matches. Uh, you know, in terms when I was at Leeds, we played sixty odd matches, and you couldn't wait to have a a, a break. Yes, you yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and now now that they're going to a World Cup, these are all serious matches. These are not little friendly matches that they're playing in. These are big matches that these lads have been out playing in. Yes. So I think if it doesn't, if, it, if they don't feel the effect straight away, I think when they get back playing a good few matches again in the Premiership, in the the, 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 the European competitions and that, I think it'll catch up on the players, Eamon. Right. Um, Liam, Arsenal, top of the league, doing very well. One of their best signings, really, for a long time, has been Gabriel Jesus from Manchester City. He was with Brazil, got a bad knee injury, which you told me will keep him out until February. That's a blow to Arsenal, isn't it? A big one. Huge, Eamon. Huge, uh, because he's been one of the best players this season. He's been inspirational, and I think a lot of the players kind of rub off on 
the enthusiasm he brings to the team. Uh, so uh, that was, if, if I had to pick one player that you didn't want to get injured uh, coming back from the World Cup was, was Jesus. Yes. Um, so it's, it's a big blow for Arsenal. And looking across the board at the, let's say, the challengers for uh, the Premier title, you would say that that's uh, the most damaging for, for any club was uh, the injury uh, to Asus for Arsenal. Yeah, and this is playing, you know, for his country, for FIFA, no wages. The club that pays his wages are going to be the victims. There was another Arsenal player, Ben White, who came home, Liam, in the middle of the tournament. Uh, the reasons weren't given, but obviously things weren't right. So that's a, a, another. The other thing I'd like to ask both you and John is about Harry Kane and the scar tissue that may remain from missing that penalty. Now, he's a very strong character, Liam, and you'd expect him to come back all guns blazing. But Spurs had 11 players there, and he is a leader. I would say that Antonio Conte would have had a lot of worry in those five weeks that they were away. Well, that's right. He had, if I'm not mistaken, he had two players go all the way, Romero, the Argentinian defender, uh, and uh, and Loris, the goalkeeper. You know, so yeah. they've had... And a very, they've had an exhausting tournament. Yeah, and um, also Liam uh, Ivan Perisic, the Croatian, who went all the yeah, way. Yeah, he got, he played all the games as well. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, he he played seven games as well. So, you know, you, you'd be looking at Spurs might be might be a club that might pay for that. Uh, certainly with Harry Kane, we'll have to watch and see uh, how he's going to react. I thought he looked a little bit tired in the tournament. Anyway. They, yes. A lot of these players who have been playing Champions League football and they they tried to fit a lot of Premier League matches in before they went. Yes. Uh, so they could get the season finished when they returned. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's question marks. But some, it, it could be a mixed bag game. And some of the lads went there and had a good rest and the heat. Yeah. Didn't play that much at all. Like, okay, uh, I'll name one Martinelli from, from Arsenal. Yes. You know, uh, he, he was in the Brazilian team. They went out in the quarterfinals. He only played bits and pieces of games. So he could come back fresh. You right. just have to wait and see, you know. Yeah, uh, John, Jack Grealish should come back fresh because he didn't really, he only came on for a few a few minutes in the games. I don't really know what Gareth Southgate was doing with Grealish. But the thing about the situation like Martinelli's or indeed Jack Grealish's is do you lose your sharpness and your edge? in that five weeks, if you're not really competing. I mean, it's, if you're doing too much, it's bad, like Perisic, say, yeah. uh, for Croatia. But if you're doing too little, that's bad too, isn't it? Yeah, there's no winning it, Eamon. No. <laughs> no, if you're, in the, if you're on that trip, as you say, if you're playing the matches, then good chance of being injured. Uh, if you're not playing in the matches, do you lose your fitness? Uh, it, it, it's, it's just a no-brainer, Eamon, you know, for, yeah. for, for the for any manager with the players coming back now, they don't know how they're going to be. Yeah. Uh, but it's certainly not good. There's, there's no positive in it that you could say the players that didn't play got a rest. They, they get a rest in a certain play, in a certain way, but they're away from home, they're, they're away from their normal yeah. uh, uh, routine life and, yeah. and all the various things that go with that. I mean, you know, they have to keep themselves fit. They have to do their training just in case they're asked to play. Um it's just it's it's it, it was never on 
uh, it worked out very, very well for the people concerned because it was a good World Cup. But we'd have to see if there are any consequences now for um, for the Premiership uh, players and, and, and yeah. the managers. Uh, Liam, Manchester United have a game tonight. They had 13 players away. Obviously, those players aren't fit. But it is a, comp- a competitive game. It's in the Carabao Cup. They're under pressure to win a trophy. And that's one concern. The other concern is what the head man from FIFA, Gianni Infantino, said on Sunday night after the final. He said he thought the World Cup should be held every three years. He thought it should be held in the European winter. That is the same as it's been played now. And that's a promise, really, that this is going to happen every time there's a World Cup and it's going to be World Cups more frequently now. He also wants to introduce a world club competition. I think you told us the other day that was would involve 32 clubs. Now, if we go on this road, Liam, the club system and the leagues and La Liga and Syria and all of that, they're going to be in a mincer, aren't they? Yeah, they're just uh, piling on the games and piling on the competitions. Um because it means money to them, Eamon. You know, why yeah. does he want it every three years and not every four years? It means he gets his money every three years. Yeah. Uh, that's what this thing is all about. Uh, but there will be, uh, I, I think there will be huge protests from European uh, clubs and the leagues to say, yes. hang on a minute now, you're interfering. You've already interfered by having uh, this Qatar World Cup uh, in, in November, December. Uh, and we're not prepared to take it anymore. It's it's watch this space. I mean, I, I'm not too sure what's going to happen, but it'll be the players who pay the consequence of yes. of increasing competitions and increasing the amount of games, without any doubt. Yeah, I mean, John, for let's just take Chelsea. They had 12 mm. players away. They were on a bit of a dodgy run anyway before they went to the World Cup and the club was in a bit of a mess. And I think it probably still is in a bit of a mess because of this new owner they have who's an American. You've, we, we've seen with Jesus how Arsenal have been affected. Manchester City had 16 players away. Again, how, how they're going to be affected. But if it was like this every time, he, there was an outburst he made in Fantino at the beginning of the tournament when everyone was complaining about the workers who died building the stadiums and all of that. He said, Europe should shut up. They gave us 3,000 years of misery, and they're entitled to 3,000 years of misery themselves. Now, people thought he was talking nonsense and all of that, but it seems to me that he's very keen to give this tournament, this great tournament, to other countries in that region, like Saudi Arabia, for example. So there's a game on here, isn't there, between... What's best for football and the fans of the clubs in England, in Italy, in Spain, and what's best for Infantino and FIFA. And that get, that game they're playing, it is a threat to football, isn't it? Of course it is. I mean, I mean this fellow's just talking nonsense. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of corruption going on, I mean, as yes. we know. Yeah. This is all corruption to, from, from his point of view yeah. to get the matches where he wants them to go. But what I think will happen, I mean, with the owners, we saw where the, the six in England were going to break away. And they were going to find, uh, 
to have their own competition, say the European Cup, instead of yeah, the Super League, what we yeah. have now, because they're paying the players. I mean, as yes. you know, we spoke about it before. You know, UEFA and FIFA and these places. These are these are situations that are in situations there. They they get the run of the players to to, to play for them without paying them. Yeah. The clubs are paying them. Yes. So the clubs are going to be in a position, in my opinion, all these Americans and, and that, that are buying the big clubs up in the in all over the world, I mean, will say, We're gonna break totally away from you. Yes. So you won't have it they they're paying the players as we know. These clubs are paying the players. FIFA and UEFA are not paying the players. No, they're not. They're yeah. using the players who are not even their players. So they can run as many competitions as they like and they'll make money from it. But I think the big clubs will react to this in Italy and Spain and all over the world and England to to, to say, we're, 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 we're pulling out of it. We'll, put, we'll make our own league. And yeah. It's, it's uh, Liam, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Liam, this situation... Uh, with this new FIFA president, if he takes it in the direction that he's expressed a desire to do, it would really seriously damage a club like Arsenal, a club like Manchester United, Manchester City. Then collateral damage is the fans and the players. And it's a takeover, really. It's a takeover bid by FIFA for the game, isn't it? Well, I think he's sticking his chest out on the back of a very successful World Cup. Yeah. Uh, taking into account all the criticism that uh, the World Cup had before it kicked off. Uh, really, all the things we know about human rights, the amount of workers that died building stadiums, yes. the treatment of those of those those particular people, uh, how poorly they were looked after and so forth, the living conditions. And then uh, it was the LBGT rights. Yes. You know, uh, um, all that came into play and Infantino was, was, was sweating. Uh, but he's, uh, he, he's, he's, he's come out strong now purely on the back that the World Cup was so successful, Eamon. And yes. I think he's st- sticking his chest out and it's saber rattling and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't see anything happening soon. Uh, and I agree with John. Uh, the clubs are the ones uh, who are paying the players, and they'll have a huge say in things. But in the end, I mean, it'll probably all come down to money and compromise and so forth. Yeah, uh, these everyone's in the business now of making money. I mean, in football, it's 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 all changed uh, at the very high end. So yes, um, we had the World Cup in uh, in in November, December. Why? Because the Qataris managed to keep everybody happy with their money. They threw it yep. around in, in, in enough places that everybody agreed to it. So yep. uh, I don't know how it's going to pan out, but I think Infantino is just uh, flexing his muscles because on the back of a, of a very successful World Cup. Now, I want to go on and look at some of the Premier League games we have to come and at the Premier League itself. Before I do, I should remind our listeners that this episode of The Stand is sponsored by Now Sports and Sports Extra. And you can get membership for Now to watch a Premier League game from as little as eleven ninety nine For a day membership, you can get it. You can sit there if you've got your mates with you. You can split the cost. It's a brilliant way to watch a game of your own choice. And it's very, very inexpensive. But I want to move on with John and Liam 
and talk about some of the fixtures. John, the, the Premier League starts again. I mean, the Carabao Cup is on tonight. Manchester United are playing. I mean, obviously they don't have a full squad to select from. But if you're a manager like uh, Ten Hag of Manchester United and you've had 13 players away and they're by almost by definition your best players and you have to go and win, it's no good, is it? You wouldn't be feeling happy. Yeah, anything but, Damon. You know, that's, that's, that's what's happened with this particular situation, as we know. It, it, it was a great World Cup. But, uh, you know, the players in Manchester United, you mentioned there, they're, they're paying those players. They've got to bring them back. They've got to get into a Kimber competition no. straight, straight away. So it's not good for them or any of the club, for that matter. It's their players that have gone away, can come back injured like the lad at Arsenal. And then it's, it's, that's no. No, no, there's no real benefits in it for the clubs, I mean. Because they've got players now. Most of as we know, the players that were away in the World Cup yeah. won't be playing tonight, I mean, and they have to be rested up. So it's it's a very difficult situation for any of the clubs, and they've got to put up with it now. But I think the clubs at some stage will, if it happens again, or look, it's likely to happen that there'll be a big, big, big rea- reaction. But in the meantime, you know, Manchester United and all the the, the, the players that have come back from the world have just got to get on with it, I mean, They've no other choice. No, um, Liam, Arsenal play West Ham next Monday. That's just a few days' time. And I would say Mikel Arteta is really troubled or angry that he's lost Jesus. And, you know, West Ham is no stroll in the park. It's a London derby. And every game matters to Arsenal where they are now. I mean, just in the second half of the season, Liam, you know, they're top of the league... They have, Arteta's built something there, hasn't he? Or is in the process of building something? Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the signings uh, at the start of this season uh, have been excellent. Uh, they fitted in with the team. They've enhanced the team. They brought the team on, uh, particularly Jesus. So he's going to be a big blow. I was half expecting that Arsenal would do something to try and rectify that situation in the transfer market window when they can get players in again, which should be quite soon, I think, Eamon. Yeah. So I think they'll be active in the transfer market uh, because simply because they've got an advantage now. I think kicking off the season would have been very happy to finish in the top four. Yes. But the way the results have gone for other teams like Liverpool having a poor start to the season, Chelsea have been indifferent. Uh, they're really only looking at Tottenham and Manchester City uh, as their as their competitors to 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 win the league, you know, yep. and, and I I think everybody uh, at Arsenal now is kind of uh, thinking, We've got a chance, you know, there's a chance there, you know, yes. if we could keep up the form we showed before the World Cup, we must have a big chance because who knows, you know, what players are going to how players are going to react coming back from this. Is De Bruyne going to be playing? Uh, you know, at his best for Manchester City. Yeah, that's a very good is question. Foden, is Foden going to be able to to pick it up again? So Arsenal have a great incentive just to knuckle down and 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 get off to a good start. And West Ham at home, I think, is not a bad way to begin again, Eamon. You know, right. so I'd, I'd be hopeful that we could win that. Arsenal yeah. could win that. Uh, that's a, actually the Monday night game. Um, which well, could, it's a bo- it's Boxing Night, I and mean, when we're talking yeah. about fans, there they're just treating the fans terribly, you know. Yes. Boxing evening, seven thirty or St yeah. Stephen's Day, to be having fans 
There's no transport. There's strikes. Yes. There's all sorts of things going on. And they're asking fans to go to an evening match at half seven on, on yeah. St. Stephen's Day or Boxing Day, as it's called here. Yeah, I, I mean, the the thing is, uh, to to uh, you, Liam, and to John, with everything we've talked about, ultimately it is the, the fans who are hurt, who are robbed, and who feel, and rightly feel, cheated by all this stuff that's going on with Infantino, with FIFA, with a World Cup in the middle of the season. It isn't right, John, is it? I mean, because without fans being treated properly, then the game can only suffer. Well, I mean, the, 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 it's, the, the fans have been treated very, very badly over the years, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're a lot better now because we have the, the, they're, they're in from the rain and it's, uh, the, yes. the seats are better and all that carry on. I mean, in our time, in your time, certainly, uh, you know, you, you were at Old Trafford when I was at Old Trafford. And there was only one one stand, and and then yes. most of the majority of the crowd were out in the rain in that day. Yep. You know they were queuing up from eight o'clock in the morning with the, the, yes. the, the, the at uh, Anfield and that. And we saw that. Like unfortunately, uh, they're taken for granted. And yes. There's no doubt the fans are taken for granted because the, the clubs and the, the officials know they love the game, and they put up with all sorts of nonsense. That's very bad for them. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's the, it's the tr- tradition, if we call it that, or the, the, the history of the game. Uh, they're looked after better now with the conditions than they were years and years ago, but they're still taken for granted in a big way. What about Liam's point, uh, uh, John, about Arsenal? They have a little cushion. City had 16 players away. Um, in the, certainly in the case of Kevin De Bruyne, he had a very bad experience with that Belgian team, and he got involved in a row with Vertonghen, the defender. Before they kicked the ball out there, he was asked what their chance of winning the World Cup, and he said, "We've no chance. We're too old." He's mm. something we've always been suspicious of him, haven't we? That his temperament, in some way, he can be brilliant, he can be a match winner, but he can sulk as well. Oh, in a big way, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean uh, the the. Uh... The incident in the World Cup. Yeah, it was a bit. Uh, it was a low yeah, blow to the. Yeah, it was outrageous, Amy. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he said, "I have. To, I'm doing it on my own. Yeah. I have yeah. to have these my players to back me up." Well, words to that effect. Yeah. You know, he said, "I can't do it. I can't do it on my own." Yeah. You know, they've got. They've got to step up. These players. You're talking about his colleagues, yeah. Amy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I've always felt that about him playing. He's a very, very talented lad, as we know, Eamon. But he, but he gets the huff. I see him on the pitch if somebody gives him a bad ball or that. He's shaking his shoulders or he's doing something like that. I mean, we're talking just a tiny bit about Messi. Messi's the best player in the world. He never does that with his colleagues. No, never. If somebody gives him a bad ball, he gets on with it and he does his best to do it, like most players do. Yeah. But De Bruyne doesn't. Actually, I mean, Belgium were were, were 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 a disaster, and have been a disaster for years. But he he was right in the middle of it this year. I, I need that was a little headline I saw. Yeah, I need help from them. Yeah, <laughs> like in other words, I'm doing all this stuff. Yeah, and all these idiots are not giving me not giving me a hand. You know, yeah. it's, it's outrageous. But uh, anyway, that, that's my that's my thing on him. I'm going to let you guys go in a minute, uh, Liam. Just. Uh, 
John and I haven't sucked you into the De Bruyne argument, but he's, he's loved by the media in England and, in, you have to say, by uh, former players who are now analysts on uh, Sky or whatever. But there is this flaw, and what he said at the World Cup before the ball was kicked, uh, he should be a leader in that Belgian team, shouldn't he? And he should be, come on, lads, let's have a go. But he didn't seem that keen. No, no, that's right. Uh, he got off on the wrong foot, certainly did, and there was trouble in the camp, and I think that manifested itself on in the their game. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what he's like when he comes back. You know, yeah, he's looked like he's playing with the hump, as John said. You know, he's got he's he's got a he's he, he's got his body language is is not being good either for Belgium or for Manchester Manchester City, and it's going At to be times, yeah. interesting. I, I I I'm obviously hoping he comes back and he doesn't really bother <laughs> because <laughs> it gives Arsenal more chance of. If, if they lose, uh, if they don't, haven't got Kevin De Bruyne at his best, but we we won't know Eamon until we're a couple of games back in. Okay, uh, Liam and John, Liam uh, Brady and uh, John Giles, two of the greats we've ever had in the game of soccer anywhere in the world, and it's a real treat to have Liam and John on the stand. We're very grateful to them. Wish you, John and Liam, and all our listeners. A very, very happy Christmas. And before we leave, just to remind our listeners that you can stream the return of the Premier League with a Now Sports and Sports Extra membership from eleven ninety nine for a day membership. It's a brilliant way to watch football, watch with your pals, and it's very efficient, it's very reasonable, and the service is great. So that's a Now Sports and Sports Extra membership from 1199.